0: Hi, this is Nick Dawson, the editor-in-chief of Talkhouse Film, and you're listening to the Talkhouse Film Podcast. Technology moves fast these days, so fast that in a couple of years what's basically a sci-fi project can become just a slightly heightened version of reality. As Henry Just and Ariel Shulman explain on today's episode, that's exactly what happened with their latest movie Nerve a high-octane thriller starring Dave Franco and Emma Roberts, about an app that gives players increasingly dangerous dares that they then live stream to the world. Think Pokemon Go for President Trump's America. Juiced and Shulman have had, for my money, one of the most interesting career trajectories of any filmmaker or filmmaking team in the past decade. They burst onto the scene in 2010 with their Doc sensation Catfish, the highly entertaining and brilliantly told story of how Shulman's brother Neve fell in love online with someone who, it transpired wasn't who she said she was. The film's detractors called into question its veracity, so it was a fitting irony that Joost and Shulman's next projects were the third and fourth installments in the definitely fictional Paranormal Activity franchise, both of which were the number one movie in America on their opening weekend. For this episode, Joost and Shulman sat down at Samsung 837 in New York City's Meatpacking District with Zach Stuart pontier not just one of the best young editors around, as someone who came up with a pair. Stuart Pontier was the editor on Catfish, and has since gone on to work on Martha, Marcy May, Marlene and Simon Killer, and really made his mark with The Jinx, the game-changing doc series on HBO on which he was a writer and producer as well as editor. Listening to these three old friends talk, we learn all about the genesis of Catfish, their favorite New York films, their movie tattoo tradition, the crazy dare Lionsgate thought they'd done for real, their upcoming projects, including a surprising left turn from Stuart Pontier, and their colorful memories of the meatpacking district from back in the day.
1: Good to be here with you guys. Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah, to be here with you guys. It's been a while. I haven't seen you guys since I saw Nerve. Saw you briefly at the premiere. Yeah, Yeah, very briefly.
1: I loved it. Good, very good. Good, your taste means everything to me. It's a roller coaster ride. Mm
2: -hmm. It really is, super fun.
1: Nice man, that was the idea. Streamlined uh, summer entertainment with a message.
2: He was just mentioning the the timing and when you guys saw Pokemon go were you psyched or were you what were you, what were you thinking? super
3: psyched
1: super psyched We but were
2: like you know I mean
3: the the uh, two years ago when we started like working with the writer on this and you know it started as a novel, um, the, it seemed a little far-fetched it like seemed almost sci-fi and like as we've been writing it, shooting it editing it it's become more and more plausible like periscope came out while we were editing
1: that blew my mind even more than pokemon go for some reason
3: that was like yeah just something about it like that that technology which seems really simple now which is just hd streaming you know like anyone can do it anyone can watch right. people comment on it and stuff like that was groundbreaking now it's like no big deal right pokemon go is like makes the movie So much more possible.
1: Yeah. My favorite. It's also made it a lot easier to describe. Right. Because everyone's always like, hey, you got a movie coming out? Cool. What's it about? And you're looking for that one or two sentences. And the simplest way I've heard is uh, Pokemon Go meets the game. But then mm-hmm. you need to explain that the game, you have to say, David Fincher's the game. <laughs> right. And then you'd be like,
2: mm-hmm. the Pokemon Go is a game.
1: <laughs> right. You know, yeah.
3: David Fincher's the game. Have you seen it? And they're like, <laughs> right. no. And you're like, well, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's yeah. about. <laughs> it's not that simple. <laughs> so Michael
2: Douglas yeah. plays this guy. Before seven. Yeah. After seven? Mm. After seven. Mm. After seven? <laughs> After seven before Fight Club?
3: Yeah, that
1: sounds that about sounds right. That sounds about right.
2: God, what a good <clears throat> player. Oh, so good. So good. I'd trade with him. Trade what? Careers. With Fincher?
1: Yeah. Okay. But not friends.
2: Love you guys. Thanks, bro. Oh. Were there dares that you weren't allowed to put in the film? We were, you
3: know, the the there's a dare in which um, one of the characters lies on, on train tracks and lets a train go over their head. And that was really on the fence about, like, is this okay to put this in a movie? Yeah.
1: God forbid someone doesn't. Um,
3: I mean, the truth is people are already doing that on YouTube.
2: Sure. Yeah, there's all those... Um, you seen that lying the, down on? Drugs. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen like adventure. Those crazy, the crazy people that hang. The, yeah.
3: There's a lot of crazy people, but you know, we were like, it's important that that um, this game is pushed to its extreme, but right. also that you see the consequences. And like, it's not like anyone saying in the movie that that's a good idea, that that's something you should try. Right. I, uh, you know, at the end of the film, I think it's clear. It's very clear. Oh, it's that
1: it's so clear. Clear that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Clear that, okay, that you good, shouldn't good. do it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you've got to take that responsibility seriously. If you're making a PG-13 movie that's widely distributed, you want it, Lionsgate was cool, and they wanted us to push it and be dark and edgy. But we all agreed we should set a good example here.
3: But I actually realized recently talking to Eric Feig, who runs Lionsgate, he the reason why they almost pulled the plug on that scene. It was like the day we were sh- shooting it. They almost the they, train. They, they the were, train like, Guys, scene? were Really uncomfortable with this scene was because they thought we were actually. Letting the actor lie on the tracks while the train rolled over his head.
1: Even after he saw the scene, he thought we really did it. Machine Gun Kelly, yeah,
3: Coulson, very good in the film. Very, very good, good in the film. Shout He's, out, shout out. He's the actor I'm, yeah. I'm speaking of, and uh, the Lionsgate thought we were really putting him under a train, and they were like, "Guys, that is really irresponsible." And they even saw the in the cut. You know, we in reality, it's like it's a visual effect trick. Like we had colson lie on the tracks we took him out then we had the train roll over and then we put the two frames together
1: simplest composite in the movie one of the simplest effects
3: yeah ever it's like basically a split screen it's scary but it's so effective yeah and lionsgate saw it and they were like you guys are nuts for really doing this with our actor right
1: but thank you but thanks it's thrilling
3: yeah (laughs) so he just realized he just realized the other day he was like oh i didn't realize that that was fake
2: wow Crazy. Crazy. Chrissy. Um, you know, I was thinking about I love that it's shot on the streets of New York. Favorite movie shot on the streets of New York? Sorry, guys. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Whew.
3: Oh, that's a good it's one. So I love it. Good. Yeah.
1: It's so good. That was in our uh, pitch reel. Was to get it? The yeah. job. Uh, amazing. You remember when they go through the park? Yeah. In the taxi. In the taxi. They're going through Central Park and they burst over oh, the median so yeah. into Central Park West. Yeah. That was like in our reel. Yeah. Uh, and and also, the, they're going
2: all the way to Tompkins, right? That's where they find the bomb. Yeah, it's in
1: amazing. Tompkins Park, right. That's a
3: fantastic reference, yeah.
2: It's
1: yeah. so good. It's so good. I got a couple faves. What else? Well, After Hours, mm-hmm. little no, underrated Scorsese picture, uh, The Cruise. Oh, yeah, The yeah. Cruise. <laughs> underrated documentary Speed feature. Speed Timothy Speed Levitch. That's yeah. right. Another good If you're listening out. and you haven't seen that,
2: Please right check now. it out. Do yourself a favor. Do Cruise. yourself a favor. Bennett Miller, first 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 film. film. Yeah,
1: first film, black and white. Which is why I always recommend to young filmmakers start with a doc.
2: It's a good. It's very
1: good advice. and yeah. mm-hmm. I cite him as an, as a really good example.
2: Side note: the editor came to speak. When I was at NYU, mm-hmm. totally changed my life. Editor of the cruise. Yeah. What cool. did he say? He said or she, that he it was it. He okay. just you know uh, t- uh, he said that uh, that Bennett Miller shot that once. They tried to make it and it didn't work at all. Huh. And Bennett Miller went out and shot it again. Wow. Yeah. And and he said it wouldn't have happened because by this by the time they actually shot the movie, they knew each other. And so the the in the first time they went to sh- shoot it. They weren't jiving, right? Yeah. yeah, they weren't jiving at all. And so much of that is him being comfortable, right? And just riffing. And to capture that, they had to get to know each other. And so he was talking about how, even though it seemed like it was a waste to go through that whole thing, it was everything, right? Yeah. Hey, and process, that was all process, preparation. Process.
1: I mean, cool. My mind was. Blown. I think the th- the three of us sitting down here really understand a lengthy filmmaking process. Yeah. And to not scoff at it. Oh yeah. Because. I don't know where you end up. If you end up where you are, it's because of uh, how long it's taken or something like that, right? Cat, uh, uh, editing the doc Catfish. You remember our first cut, which was twelve many, hours, many many hours long. Yeah, <laughs> had Talking Heads, had a reverse structure, had um, sh- shifting timelines. So let's back
2: up on. Let's talk about okay. Catfish. Let's for talk a about sure. it for people who haven't seen it. What what what's Catfish? It's like.
1: Pokemon Go, neat.
2: God, the Facebook I, I just watched it recently. The face Facebook looks like a different. Yeah, does it totally different?
3: I'm kind of. I kind of want to watch. I haven't watched it since you know, the premiere. Really? I don't think.
1: So no, You've seen it in like five years. I haven't seen it in a long time. I watch it with every new girlfriend. <laughs> Got to check this out. Um, what it? What is catfish? Catfish yeah. is. <clears throat> at this point, maybe you've heard of the show Catfish. This was the doc that kicked it off. Uh, Maybe you've heard of the word catfish. This was the doc that kicked it off. Uh, It's about my brother, this is Rail talking, Neve, who fell in love online. It was MySpace at the time. And the Mm -hmm. three of us were basically just watching him go down this rabbit hole that uh, involved an entire family of people in Upper Michigan. And they got really deep. It got really involved. And eventually, he's madly in love with the oldest daughter of the family, Megan. And they never meet. And we all thought that was pretty weird and we were filming sporadically for months and months and months. And eventually it got so strange that we decided to just show up and meet her. And at that point we didn't stop rolling for like another week. Uh, And Megan turned out to be someone else entirely. And she was the proto catfish.
3: That's right. And the first person we called on the way back from Michigan was Zach.
1: That's right. I remember the. Remember, I remember
3: that phone call in you the too. car.
1: I was driving. You were shotgun.
3: Yep. I called him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: And it was like a f- like forty five minute to an hour phone call where I just described what we had just filmed. Yeah. And I was like, Zach, drop everything, you're about to edit this movie.
1: Yeah. What are you doing for the next year? Yeah. And boy, two years. And it took a year, <laughs> a
3: year and a half, more. I more. Think, yeah,
2: two.
1: And
3: we were, you know, that's I think what's funny about like shutting down Park Avenue and stuff like that. That we're doing now is that that movie was just the three of us yeah. for the longest time,
2: very long time.
3: And like I was just thinking this morning about how we went, we took the editing computer out to Shelter Island to my dad's house.
2: Well, because Neve, you remember how it was it was hard for because he had gone on this whole journey, and mm-hmm. then we immediately were like, "We're gonna make a movie!" Yeah, and like, we was were all excited, exciting, yeah. and he was kind of <laughs> like. Uh, he was like, I don't
3: want to hear my voice yeah. in the background. Like as you guys are editing out the footage. Oh, that's why we left the office.
2: Yeah, yeah. And shelter island is nice. It's nice. And
1: they have basketball courts. <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good time. I gotta say, we found a good editing schedule too, which was started pretty early. <laughs> we all had coffee together. Or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. We'd cut till like sundown, shoot hoops. Yeah, we go play basketball, basketball shoot hoops every, every yeah. day. Yeah, at sunset, and then cook each other dinner.
2: Yeah. And remember
1: how? And then we'd edit it. after dinner. We'd, we'd smoke it. weed and watch we'd, a movie. Yeah. We'd uh,
3: talk about it like at dinner. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about like philosophy and like what strategy yeah. was yeah. for the day. Yeah, it was an amazing process. You don't get that luxury, no, anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, the higher the stakes, that's because we we paid for the movie and no one was expecting it.
3: Yeah. No one was waiting for it. No <laughs> one had any money invested. But, but I, I
1: gotta say, deadlines are not a bad thing. I think all of our we've, we've all started making projects uh, with looming deadlines and higher stakes and they they got to pry it out of your hands and otherwise you just keep tweaking it you know Mm -hmm. what eventually forced us to finish that movie a Sundance Sundance deadline yeah yeah right Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
3: we we had like a crazy idea of like shooting for that first Sundance deadline that was (sighs)
2: stupid (laughs) yeah and then on the neck by the next year but took us an entire year and even right at the end, I remember. You remember we had that screening with the Safties came to, mm-hmm. and we had voiceover even, or yeah. we had, we had title talking class? heads. We had talking heads and voiceover, yeah, in the film. And if you see the film, it's none of that. It just unfolds real time.
1: That was a pivotal. That was huge. And they were like, yeah. "You
2: don't need that stuff." And we were like, "Oh, but we do." And the ba-da-da. and then the mm-hmm. next day, we cut yeah. it all out.
1: That was that was huge. Josh and Ben Safty, Side note, uh, two great filmmakers and brothers whose new movie is going to be really cool, Robert Pattinson movie called Good Time.
2: Sounds amazing.
1: Um, We all came up making movies together. We showed them an early cut of Catfish, and they just sort of threw half of it out right in front of our faces. Yeah. Which is why people say, like, how long do you need in post? Like three months to cut. How do you know? Yeah. Like so much, maybe that's our problem. We've all been stuck Mm -hmm. in, like, a doc-minded post-editing world where you can change and reshape even the Jinx was initially a feature documentary. Yeah. You guys cut for so long and kept exploring, and it kept growing, that you were open minded enough to say maybe this is a six part miniseries.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It needs you need to let it evolve. It sort of tells you what it wants to be, right?
1: Right. you, know? but you need If time. you listen
2: to it. What
3: was that first cut? First cut I watched of the Jinx was like, like a three and a half hour, three four and a half hour, hour like cut, yeah. feature, li-
2: feature feature cut, length, yeah. When it was a movie, which was really weird, it had a very strange, like tone shifts problems, and it it was just very long and. How did you decide to make it a series? We were, I mean, we knew it was the best story ever. We knew we had this. We we knew we had a bit of an amazing ending. We didn't know just how amazing it would be, but and it wasn't working. And it was like, what are we doing wrong? I don't understand why this isn't working. And it was hard. It was like super it just was impossible to figure out. And we were, at the same time, it was like Homeland was out, House of Cards was out, all these great series that just push the information back and unfold, and eventually we were just like, what if we tried it, and we did, and it was like, clearly that's what it's supposed to be. You know what's
3: funny is, I remember having that thought process when we were cutting Catfish, and the first cut was 12 hours long, remember that? And it was like, pretty good. And like, my dad sat down and watched the whole thing like, over two days. And we had that idea. We were like, "Should this be a series?" But like, series weren't. The, it wasn't the same thing back it wasn't then. A like, thing. Yeah, that wasn't
1: a. It wasn't a sexy there word. Was,
3: and there was no like easy outlet for a series. Like it wasn't like you could, you know, put it on HBO or Netflix or Amazon or whatever. Like yeah, the streaming thing hadn't really happened yet.
1: No, and the binging
3: right? thing. Yeah, the and binging like, thing.
1: No, now you have an idea, and you got to ask yourself, what is it? Is it a movie? Is it a series? Or or is it a podcast? Or you know, or is it just a punchline? Right. Um but that yeah, series, that was just like that was like an S T D like geez, I gotta call someone and figure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out how to deal with
2: it. <laughs> yeah, nobody watches staircase it's the be- it's an amazing documentary. Amazing if you haven't seen the staircase
1: oh, my God. If that the came staircase. out right now and he's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. huge. Yeah, I had that to your,
2: to your list there at
3: home. Yeah.
1: The staircase. the staircase.
3: The staircase and the cruise. Yeah. Documentaries. And the jinx if you haven't seen it yet, oh. but you've probably seen it.
1: All of Zach Stewart Pontier's work.
3: <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's true. And Zach, shout out to uh, Mark Smerling and Andrew Durecki. That's right, producers. Partners in crime. So those guys, who are the team behind capturing the Freedmans, yeah. another great documentary you should add to your list. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it already, they joined the Catfish team after we have been editing for a year. A year, about a year. Year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then Zach later went on to make the Jinx with them. So it's all really.
2: Type family, but you remember when we were that was like our Bible. Capturing the Friedman's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would watch that. the The way that movie starts and unfolds is like is genius. Totally, it's so clear it's and clever, and and like they're turning over these cards of information, and you're just getting sucked in. Yeah, we would watch and be like, why can't we do something like that like, Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think what
3: Andrew and Mark are masters of is like the the parceling out of information, just as slow as possible. Like just when you want to know something. They let you know, but they don't let you know more than you need to know at that moment. Yeah. It's not like a flood
2: of information. It's just a little, just little s- mm-hmm. crumbs. Mark always says, push the information back. Yeah. It's good advice. Um, tattoos. You guys getting tattoos? I got one. For, for, for nerve? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Whoa.
3: It's a little eyeball. It's awesome. Yeah. Got
1: my,
2: uh...
1: Oh, man. It's starting to come off a little bit.
3: Uh-oh. You got to redo You got to get another one on your face uh oh, so we
2: could put the
1: they're asking us to put
2: put it in front of the camera uh.
1: <laughs> i know it's a weird spot but i got it out of solidarity with with emma roberts who also got oh, it it's coming heel. off yeah i'll get another one okay get another you get another
3: one. one so we we have a tradition of, of getting a little tattoo for let's, every let's every see those movie. catfish
2: tattoos
1: oh the three yeah. of us have a
3: matching catfish
2: tattoo matching little mouse clicker and neve has yep. this
1: that's right Zach, you got that little robot there. I did. That's cute. For, in
2: honor of Nick Cadner. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, what are you? You have another tattoo, right? Uh, just in general? No, for another movie, though. You did oh, yeah, paranormal, paranormal. Paranormal. Paranormal Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Viral. Viral.
3: Yep. When's Viral coming those. out?
1: Like right now? Viral's
3: actually coming out on VOD this weekend. Congratulations. Thanks.
1: Thanks, man.
2: What's Viral about for people that don't know?
1: It's about uh, the epidemic of a strange new virus. Or Parasite really, that takes over um Southwest of America and the movie focuses on two sisters stuck at home during a quarantine. And should they go should they stay inside or go outside and try to find their dad? Michael Kelly shout out. Sick.
2: He's awesome. You know Michael Kelly? I mean not personally. I know I know House of Cards. Yeah.
1: You watch House of oh, Cards. Yeah. You guys would like each other.
2: He's, He's awesome. the best.
1: Like That's how Kelly? we met Machine Gun Kelly. He's in that movie too. That's oh, right. Oh, wow. wow. Shout out. Shout
2: out. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about using technology as as storytelling device. Technology. I think that's something that technology. you guys do very very well. Thanks. And well, you, you had a big over, part of that. Well, thank you.
3: We uh, uh, can uh, see over all your films. I think. Well, the first one was Catfish. We figured out like so much of that story takes place on the computer. It was not so much on the phone, but it was like Facebook, MySpace, email.
1: There were no apps during the. story. There weren't really apps.
3: No. There was like. Uh, Google Maps. The
2: right? iPhone had just come out. So we wanted to well, use yeah, the so, technology. So we to had tell the like story.
3: yeah, we had we had this we were trying to tell this story where at least half of it in the beginning takes place on screens. And we were like, How do you shoot that? How do you capture that? How do you make that compelling? We know it's compelling like in real life, because we all show each other our phones and we're like, Look what this guy just said to me or like, look what, you know, this person posted on whatever. Um So, like, the solution we came up with at the time, I don't remember. We did experiment with, like, some crazy stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we ended up with, like, the most simple, just dead on. We shot it with a diopter, which allows you to get really, really close to the screen. We embraced the pixels. Yeah. We just shot, like, close-ups of the screen, which it sounds kind of dumb and simple, but, like, it was Mm semi-revolutionary. And... I think,
2: uh oft imitated. Yeah. And then also, we used the Google Maps. The Google the as Maps, a map. Yeah. We tried to, like, embrace the computer. Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody does up. now. Yeah, Even yeah. the news. It's true.
3: Yeah. You know, Google Earth. Earth. That was yeah. the big thing we figured out. Yeah.
1: Using, zooming down from planet Earth into a small town.
3: Right. That's right. We wanted to do that, like, Indiana Jones, like, airplane over yeah. the map yeah with the cool line we
0: we even did that. we basically did that and we, we like, did
3: that with google we just u- we were like let's use the computer anything that's like available online as our storytelling tool that was our big revelation favorite
2: mm-hmm. cut maybe in the movie is when it goes from out the window to the google maps <sighs> yeah it's mm-hmm. so great oh my god remember when we
3: saw abby on the lawn yeah in google Earth.
2: Street View. Street View. That Street View. Crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. Oh my
1: God, I haven't thought about that in years.
2: And we use it in the film. It pushes in on it, right? It's wild. Yeah. Oh,
1: wild. so that's before we... T- tell me if I'm remembering this correctly. Before we ever got to Angela's house in Upper Michigan, we checked out the address on Google Earth. Or at least that's where it Street view. happens. in Street the, View. On, on Street View. Find her house... It's the same house we'd seen in pictures she'd sent us, or something. And there in street view is her daughter Abby, because we'd been wondering if she was real. It's true. There she was. As I don't know if that's proof, but
2: but it's it's bizarre because you can't really see her face. face. It's It's a little spooky spooky. (laughs) and and like yeah, yeah. that was (laughs) like you couldn't have. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. How everyone thought it was fake. They still do. Do they still do? They still do. Yeah,
3: my mom just sent me a a link and that where it says like. You know, Catfish, the pseudo-documentary.
2: Unbelievable.
3: Yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I could actually couldn't tell you why they still think that. But I understand at the time it was like people had no idea how, mu- how you know, catfishing didn't even have a name. It wasn't like people understood how prevalent that phenomenon was. Yeah. Now we're like six seasons into a TV show where it happens every week. And people yeah. are like, okay, I guess that's a
2: thing that happens.
1: Also, shooting your friends, like, every day on little cameras wasn't a thing either. Right. right. Cut to now. Now
2: now we're much more used to things being captured. People
1: would be surprised if you didn't capture something. Right, They'd be like, how the hell did that happen and no one filmed it?
2: Right. Right.
1: That's a big change in five, six years. Yeah.
2: Technology's moving quick. Technology. That's a
1: massive cultural shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. There are a lot more eyes on the ground right now. That's right. And the sky.
2: And Sky. And the Sky. And Sky. Yeah. Drones. Drones. Hashtag drones. <laughs> <laughs> the criminals that I talk to are all lamented all the time. Like, you can't do anything these days. There's cameras everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the seconds. criminals I talk to.
3: Oh, man. So Zach is working on a podcast. Can I talk about that? You can talk about it. Yeah.
2: No name. No name. No yet. name. Yeah. Because you don't know what let it's called. Me just yeah, say we don't that know what it's called. I'll yet.
3: just say that I heard some of it. And I think it's going to change the game. Oh, agreed. I think it's going to be a revolutionary
2: podcast. It's about crime and corruption in Providence, Rhode Island. So we're doing a whole season with Gimlet Media. Awesome company. Started by Alex Bloomberg, Matt Lieber. Shout out. Alums Shout of out. This American Life and NPR and a lot of good stuff. And me and Mark Smerling. Mark Smerling, Smerling we're producer on together. Catfish, Capturing the Freemans, the Chinks. Awesome guy. One of the best storytellers out there. Terrific cyclist as well. <laughs> Absolutely. All true things. Mm-hmm. Strong legs, beautiful beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hairless legs. <laughs> Discuss. Anyway, Just it comes anyway. out in November.
3: No, but it's 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 awesome. It's like one of those things where I think you, you're you're changing. You're going to change the medium.
1: Would you say it's like Sopranos the podcast?
2: Maybe the wire, if I could be so yeah, bold, it is. Um, no, only because no, it's right. not so focused on one character. It's right. it's the story of a city. Um, so I mean, we're trying. to... I love that show clearly, and uh, it's a masterpiece. So we're trying to maybe do something like that in au- in an audio.
1: Trying to be a masterpiece. Is that what you just said? Uh, could
2: have been. <laughs> could have been what I just said. <laughs> hey, uh, shoot for it.
3: Shoot
1: for it. <laughs> yeah, so, I think you're. On so your far, right. so good, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
3: so
2: cool. I yeah. can't
3: wait for it to come out. When does it come out? November. November.
2: Right around Thanksgiving. How so many episodes? 20, uh, 15 to 20. Holy damn! Yeah, I so think you're President comfortable President in President Trump's podcast uh,
1: medium now, huh? Um, I'm
2: learning, man. I'll tell you, losing visuals is is, is, is is a blessing and a curse. It's super challenging to put, put together a story that is not visual. Bet you're learning a lot, though. Oh, man, so much.
1: Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think you will be a better movie editor after having told a radio story for two years of work. I think it all helps, right? I mean,
2: all your, you bring all your experiences to something, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely learning a different way to, to do something, to do to tell a story, which is, that's what I love, too. And I think you guys must love that, too. I mean, all the work that we do, it's trying to keep it interesting, right? It's always yeah. different. Yeah, And yeah. that's, you to learning. bring something new to every challenge. Like you were saying, you hadn't done an action sequence, and you brought, all this stuff yeah, and I always admired them and always loved them and wanted to do one.
1: Mm-hmm. I think we can do that even was a, better.
3: That was a thrill. Yeah, I think we'll do better next time.
2: What's next? That's a good question.
1: Could, it could be one of the few things. Yeah. Know, we're, still, we're still looking for nice. the right project.
2: You
3: know, as, as you know, we uh, uh, adapted a novel, The Monkey Wrench Gang. And we have a script. We're trying, trying to get it made. It's a 1975 classic. Cult classic novel about um, four uh, misfits in the desert in the Southwest who are uh, trying to trying to take the power back from uh, coal companies and energy companies and stuff like that. So it's a little it's a little controversial, but it's a uh, comedy, a zany
1: comedy. Oh. Like how it. can you how can you take like the environmental conversation out of the doldrums of like anger, frustration, and and. Boredom and make that part of the mainstream entertainment yeah. funnel. You know,
2: I think it's possible.
1: Mm-hmm. You think it's possible? I
2: mean, uh, I think that's the way you get to say something about because otherwise you get mired in the the politics of it. I mean, when you, do, you actually can say something like the mm-hmm. the way Nerve says something about tech, technology. Technology. And, you yeah. know.
3: Yeah, I guess that's what we're into. Is like is is you know saying something through the vehicle of a of an entertaining story. That's Yeah. If I were to try to explain it. And that's the same thing as the Monkey Wrench Gang, is it's like it's a fun action comedy. But underneath that is an environmental message and like a conversation we should all be having about what the hell is going on in our country. In our fucking excuse me, world.
2: (laughs) It is a very interesting time
3: to be telling stories.
1: It is, and I feel a lot of Responsibility to tell stories that have to do with the context of our world and situation, and it would feel I, I, I would feel kind of, I don't think I'd sleep at night making just a meaningless entertainment. Not that it doesn't have a place and escapism is important, but there is so much to discuss right now that I think we're all grappling with. It feels like a very confused time. So I think our the little part we can do with nerve is help people explore the pressures of social media and uh, some insecurity that we're all dealing with in this age of consent where we're just handing over personal information willy-nilly, screw the Patriot Act. You don't even have to ask for it anymore. I'll just give it to you. Yeah. What's that about? Why are we doing things that are out of our comfort zone for followers, for likes, for credibility? I don't even know. So it's an exploration. Um, and uh, that feels that feels better than, say, Paranormal 4, which is maybe a fun, fun ride, but it doesn't leave you with much to talk about. Speak for yourself. I love talking <laughs> ghosts about are ghosts. are real, problem. How's this podcast going? Do you think we need some visuals? I think uh, we got that. That We're on that massive, <laughs> that
2: massive screen over there. Oh, yeah. We are
1: in the, this amazing Samsung headquarters in the Meatpacking District in, uh, on the west side of Manhattan. Special neighborhood. It has a place in my heart, having grown up around here, born and raised. It's changed a lot. And this is a really beautiful place. I feel like we're in a high-tech mecca.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're about to do experiment with some VR, I think, after this. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a VR roller coaster behind us. You know what? It would I don't know if you guys want to talk about it now, if there's time, but a real conversation I would like to have is, should we be pursuing VR storytelling or not? I know, I know. we, the three mm-hmm. of us and Mark Smerling a couple months ago all sat down and said, should we do a serialized VR show? And it felt... Like the right idea, the seed of that really attracted all of us. Yeah. Then we started getting into the nitty gritty of it, and I think we all kind of lost a handle. Yeah. Because I'm not sure I really get it enough to make well, a. Yeah, I mean. the I think the answer
3: is definitely yes. It's yes. just you guys are busy with the podcast. We were finishing editing this movie. Right. You know. Well, we should talk about it again. Maybe, maybe we, we should enjoy. talk about maybe it. Again. It's because it's October, happen, right? Yeah. 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 And who really better? Fun.
1: Who better? Who better? Yeah. Right, but then a lot of people say let ev- let a- let other people experiment with the medium and fail, and then swoop in once you've learned their lessons. Yeah.
2: And we nail it. That's never
1: yeah. what we Whatever. did. Really, what do you not. mean? We they started making movies a hundred years before we that's got into well, it. Well, in that sense, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get into it until uh, you could get a camera for three hundred bucks at Best Buy. That's right. That's <laughs> what, true. Would, uh, what would what would D.W. Griffith say?
3: What would Melies say? Melies. Melies. Mais non. Bonjour. <laughs>
1: I would like to also say that the very first topless tranny I ever saw was on this street behind where I'm sitting right now.
3: How many have you seen since then? Shout out. <laughs> uh, you just made
2: somebody really excited. They were like, that was me. Oh, wow, that'd be amazing if that person if was If that's you, you got to tweet it, Ralph. Know. If that was would if she she that's know, possible how that it you know? possibly All be right, you. I'm
1: thinking like year late 90s. Okay. okay black man turned woman implants, Okay. topless. Wow. Okay. Washington Street, mm-hmm. that's, Meatpacking that's District. That's where we are right now. And Gansevoort, more or less. I think I had just come from Florent, which yeah. was RIP, best 24-hour restaurant in New York City. And she was heading south on Washington Street in a miniskirt.
2: God, I hope this is the first scene of a movie where we track this person down.
3: That would be, there, nice. there's, there's Did you have movie.
1: an interaction? Uh a nice, just a head nod.
3: I was chased once in this neighborhood by some prostitutes. Interesting. <laughs> this neighborhood was used to him. be really different.
1: It did. It wasn't yeah. that long ago.
2: Ten.
3: Anyway, if, ten, if, 15 if, if years ago, if you're ago. either
1: of those people
2: that may have chased Henry mm-hmm. or flashed well, please oh, get in flashed. touch.
0: This is Nick Dawson from Talk Has Film. And you've been listening to Zach Stewart-Pontier in conversation with Henry Just and Ariel Schulman on the TalkHouse film podcast. This episode was engineered and edited by TalkHouse podcast producer, Elliot Einhorn. Thanks to Giant Step for coordination. For more filmmakers talking film and TV, visit thetalkhouse.com film. Subscribe to TalkHouse film and TalkHouse music podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can find all our previous episodes. And while you're there, please rate and review if you can.